Hello, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast Show, episode four from the quarantine. I'm Scott. I'm PJ. And I'm Ron. Cue the music. Keep on Sunnyside, always on the Sunnyside. Keep on Sunnyside alive. It will help us every day, it'll guide us on the way. Keep on Sunnyside alive. Is there special quarantine music? Should we have special quarantine music? <laughs> It should be us trying to recreate the theme song on things that we can find in the house. I mean, it's... I re- <laughs> Pot, pots and pans, and I have two ukuleles. I realise this is impractical, but I feel like every quarantine show, the theme tunes just sound more and more sort of bedraggled and, you know, like like more and more kind of just about getting it done. Like a cassette player with the batteries dying. Yeah, just slowly but surely. Just going, slowly I've getting... I've got yeah. nothing left in me here now. I've got nothing. Or like, you, know those, nothing. you know those weird YouTube videos they see that's like... It's the entire movie of Shrek, but it slows down every time he takes a step. Is it so, so they they can avoid the kind of copyright filter police thing? No, but they do. No, people do. People do these things on on YouTube. They'll do like they have for some reason they choose Shrek a lot, but they have like a, a version of Shrek that gets uh, that doubles in speed every time Shrek takes a step. Mm-hmm. It's because of Smash Mouth. Oh, is it? What? It's because it's because the Smash Mouth song um, "All Star" is such a meme that the Shrek is always Shrek. used for these things. Yeah, yeah. So it's like somebody wants, and they love that. The internet yeah. loves that. The internetins, the netizens, yeah. the netizens. Uh, yes. So how, how, how is how is quarantine going for everyone? I, I feel like the answer to that question um, can be answered with a giant meh. <laughs> really nothing's happening nothing's changed I'm still working I'm still well, you, sitting in my desk ex- you were expecting a kind of slow, a slow down of some sort weren't yeah, you? it hasn't as, quite as happened it, it, it's happened but it, it's, it's I'm still getting infrequent calls and stuff so you know you can't in, infrequent quite or turn, in, in no infrequent you know so you, you can't okay. quite turn off yeah you know you've, you've kind of got to be prepared for people calling all the time so it's, it's it's not quite like being off work. It's like being okay. halfway out the door. On call. On yeah. call, ready to go on holiday. Uh, what about you, Scott? I just I just keep getting stuff. Just keep getting more and more work. Okay. Um, but you know, it it is all going to it is all going to dry up because you know, we're going to be we're going to get to the point where I run out of things that they've already shot. Yeah. There's not we've uh, had and they're not shooting and they're else. not shooting anything else at the minute. Um, and or anything they have shot it'll be look we've we've shot a film uh but it's on an iPhone can you color correct that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I mean I'm sure people are already working on pitches where it's it's just people on their webcams and Oh, I've uh, seen I've already seen one. I've seen there's there is one that someone shot an entire I think there's a film that's been shot in quarantine people they're stuck in a lift or something as well that's yeah i mean that's um, the thing like that somebody's already done that to quite good effect uh what was it it was the john cho film which i think he might have produced uh where his daughter goes missing and the whole film is a screen capture oh, a laptop of him. screen yeah yeah yeah, yeah there was a, the there was a run of movies got, like that for a bit yeah is that, the, is that the one that's got the subtle allusion to an alien invasion 
that you oh, can really spot know. if you read all of the all of the notes and things going on on the screen. Apparently, oh, you, that's, oh a, that's quite a nice little touch. I quite yeah. yeah so nice. Like uh, the background um, is there's an alien invasion, but he's he's so fixated on finding his daughter that he's missing the bigger picture. What was the What was the film? I. I I think I heard it on a podcast this week and I've been thinking about it ever since and they didn't know the name of it either. But there's a there's a quarantine film that's kind of fairly not I'd say probably within the last ten years. And it is about a guy something happens, maybe like a biological attack or something like that, and he seals up he waits as long as he can and he seals up his house. And just as he kind of seals up, like, you know, they're putting tarps and taping all the windows shut mm-hmm. and barricading the doors and stuff. And just as he gets the house secured, his wife arrives at the front door and is like banging to be let in and he doesn't let her in. Mm-hmm. Have either of you seen that? No, but it, I mean, there's... there's um... It's ringing a bell, to be honest. Um, yeah, but... I, I just... I remember it being really good. Because it's like, I mean, if I open... John Goodman one, which is kind of, is that like that? But oh, no, that's, that's, Cloverfield that's, that's 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. 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 Uh, that is, that is good. Uh, that's, that's a, um, a cool film. Although Hannah hadn't seen Cloverfield when she watched it. So at the end, she didn't really know what the fuck was going on. Well, to be fair, at the end, nobody really does. I mean, like, even if you have watched Cloverfield, it's a bit sort of, uh, so... I mean, those Clover, those three Cloverfield movies that are loosely linked by the idea of big, weird, gangly aliens or something. I think the movie like, you're talking about, Scott's called Right at Your Door. Yes, yes, that sounds right. Right at your door. Right at yeah. your door. Yeah, right two, at your door, which would be a different movie. Right at your door. Okay. After Lexi leaves home to visit Central LA, there's a terrorist attack involving chemical weapons. After the attack, her musician husband Brad fails to find her and reluctantly seals himself inside the house. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it's, it's very good. Are, have you been tempted? To, I mean, I watched I watched Quarantine last oh, the other night. No, you didn't. You watched Contagion. Contagion. That's the one I watched. <laughs> Contagion the other night. And because you watched Contagion, I watched Contagion. <sighs> because you because, because I watched it. Yeah, and because I, you watched, I, I watched Contag- it again recently. But like, it's one of Susie's favorite films. So really? we've watched we've watched it fairly regularly. It's yeah. a lot about stuff she loves. Well, yeah, and then well, and then know. because I watched Contagion, I watched Outbreak. I haven't watched Outbreak yet, and that wants to watch Outbreak. Outbreak is a silly film. Outbreak yeah, is a very yeah. silly film. It, it, like, yeah. it, I remember being genuinely scared, and this is, goes back to what we were talking about last week of me being terrified of the aliens from Fire in the Sky and that sort mm. of thing. But I remember seeing Outbreak and being genuinely terrified of a of a viral threat, and then watching mm. it after Contagion and thinking, "This is poppycock. <laughs> this is utter nonsense." And yes. Kevin Spacey's in it with ginger hair, and it's just <laughs> weird. I mean, it's fun. It's fun. A, a fairly yeah. arch Donald Sutherland, as I recall. Yeah. Says, isn't that yeah. always the case? Isn't isn't he always fairly arch? Well, I watched it. I had to watch. I had to watch Contagion over about nine hours because it was just. It was the first ten, fifteen minutes of it were just too hard to take. Well, I kind of took some like. Whenever they start going through the numbers and they're talking about the R knots and mm. the the death rates and stuff, I was kind of oddly soothed by how much worse their virus was than ours. Yeah, and and also their their version of society. Like there is a brief mention in that film of the idea of um, social distancing uh, and keeping yes. apart from each other, but it doesn't yes. seem to happen in the film. 
I mean, there's riots and stuff, and people don't. There's like, a, it's almost like. Uh, whereas here, people go, "Oh my god, there's no toilet paper. We're just gonna have to queue now." Uh, to well, in, in the film, by the time they mention the social distancing and the measures they can take, it's already far, far too late. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like the you know the, the the poor comparison. They have a disease that that kills within 24 hours. It is like, yeah, the disease doesn't give them a chance. You know, and nothing they can they really do can counteract it. Whereas. You know that's not what happened with with uh, COVID nineteen. You know we we you know we we had advance warning that it was coming, and mm. we were able to take measures whether they were late or not. You know. Yeah, I mean things could have been very different if if one of the I mean the the situation in Contagion is that it's a Westerner who gets the disease first and brings it home. Uh, on the flight immediately. What do you call well, it? Gwyneth Paltrow. Nobody, nobody cares if brown people die in a contagious well, disease. But Gwyneth outbreak. Paltrow is the... is the, the gist it, of it. Maybe, I don't know. She, you know. She's patient zero and she brings it home straight away. Yeah. So there's no like outbreak in, in well, China that's first. That's, that's, there's, a, there's a couple of things about it that made me kind of go... I, you know, I really buy that. Like, it feels heavily researched, heavily believable. And then there's a couple of things in it where you go, but that's preposterous. That bit is doesn't... Like, the fact that the only person that seems to have any sort of immunity to it is her husband. That seems... I mean, that's a coincidence and a half, isn't it? Well, that's a narrative well, they, coincidence. That's a narrative. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a convenience for the narrative. You know, you have to show... They, well, what I they mean, don't go though, into... Because they don't, they don't seem to care about hopping from one character to another anyway. Yeah, but, but if you so, don't have him there, then you don't have anyone who gets to... Sh- you get to show the, what, what happens to who's left behind. Because mm, then everyone yeah. dies. The whole way and the, 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 the thing that they don't go into is what, They don't talk about the numbers, about the percentage of the population that are immune... There, yeah. there is only him. So, you know, if for all we know, it could be 50%. Yeah. It could be, you know, it's probably not. But, uh, you know, they don't talk about how many other people are immune. I was thinking today about, like, when you watch a, a, vir- a, a zombie movie or something, the zombies are always, like, it's always human zombies and it never affects the animals, do you think? And then I saw a, on a, a clip of a kangaroo at a door and somebody went, this is what zombie movies are actually like. And it was a kangaroo at a glass door, kind of with oh, these I've splayed out clawed fingers. Did you, have you seen that? Yeah, <laughs> I've know. seen it before. It's, it made me decide that kangaroos are just the worst thing on the world and I hate them. <laughs> I'm genuinely terrified of kangaroos. <laughs> I just thought, imagine, imagine a kangaroo zombie outbreak. <laughs> Just that, just kangaroos. No other I animals. Be, I think it's because they stand as tall or taller than a man, mm. and they they kind of move around like their people height, and that's and what they'll bothers kick the me. Shit out of you. Yeah, and they're vicious. Like I've, yeah. I've there's old archive footage of uh, like from the from the early 1900s of people boxing in in a ring boxing kangaroos. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. That's that's where all those cartoons came from. You know, where they had, you know, the the. the the kangaroo bouncing around with boxing gloves on. There's loads, yeah, loads of that yeah. in the nineteen sort of fifties. Mm. Anyway, a, a roo virus. That's a good. It's a good notion for a story. I think it's a good idea. Um, <laughs> Although then Garth Garth Ennis did that, and in, in the he did a, a a zoo viral thing, a zoo zombie outbreak in Hitman. I think if I remember rightly. Oh God, I still haven't read Hitman. It's it's <laughs> it's one it's one of the like the, the big ones out there that. They've never made it sort of really um, affordable to buy it all in one go. So, uh, mm. uh, yeah, there's no like nice big collected edition of the whole but lot. They, they put it, like, they did do a bunch of collections and they were on sale on Comixology for a while because I picked them all up fairly cheaply via Comixology. But it doesn't, mm. it doesn't I must keep an like eye out has... for it because it's, 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 yeah. just, it's just a, a book I've always meant to read. 
I mean, there's definitely, it's fun, but it doesn't feel like it has a single narrative drive anyway. It feels like you could pick up any 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 of the books in any order and read them and still sort of enjoy it. You know, I'm fairly not, certain I have like at least two of the of the paperbacks yeah. downstairs, but I've just never really. Well, I think I've I, know read was, the first I know one. they hadn't collected it for a long, long time because it used to annoy John that the, this hadn't been hadn't been collected. So, um, yeah, and is is there any other? Ba- I mean, you've got plenty of time now. So, what big book collections have you not read? <laughs> is there anything you're thinking? It's time now to sit down. I mean, so many things. I've thought it's time to sit down and do this, and then not bothered because God. I mean, I, I do have all of the Akira paperbacks there, and I've never read <gasps> them. Really, the original yeah. version or the recolored version? The original. They wouldn't Ooh. be the Japanese. <laughs> I mean, no, they're not in Japanese, but you no. know, they're the original Dark Horse paperbacks. Yeah, they're not as nice as the coloured, the recolored version. I always get. Did they get all the way through Akira in the coloured, relettered, coloured versions? Do you know? Um, I don't remember. I'd be surprised if they didn't because they did. Did they not release that two hundred and fifty quid like compendium, which had the 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 original black and white version and the recolored version, like all in like oh. a big, in like a big don't. deluxe. Don't know about case, that. maybe I'm remembering. Maybe I'm remembering wrong, but I thought that they had released something really big and expensive like that. But Dark Horse really kind. Of, whenever they they did those books, they really pulled out all the stops. But I only remember them coming out in like thirty-two page volumes. They, they were square bound and they were, I don't know, yeah. thirty or forty pages each. And there's like a the there's a shop that's there's a shop that's just up the street from my work. Uh, I wasn't mm-hmm. I, I wasn't really interested in them myself, and but it's like a little kind of bric-a-brac shop like he just the guy just gets like stuff in and it's mostly like weird furniture and like ornaments and all that kind of shit and he you know spills it out all over the all over the street and just kind of waits for people to come but every now and again he'll have like a little stack of comics that we have a let me and my friend rob have a bit of a rummage through and he started finding these original akira recolored like the 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 floppies mm-hmm. um which they're not worth a lot but like they're maybe worth i don't know 10 12 quid each and he had them for a quid uh, buy 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 three get one free or something like that oh, so like he would he would go in and check and he up. would he would find like six in one go and then it'd be weeks and weeks and weeks before there'd be another new stack of comics and he'd maybe get another two or something like that hmm. so he'd been slowly picking those up you missing shopping? Am I missing shopping? Uh, no, not really. I don't think. I still browse the same. Like I still look at the same things that I look at. I still. I mean, there's fuck oh, all my. for sale on Gumtree. Good lord, there's nothing on Gumtree. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I still browse. Like I still browse the same the same things on eBay and Amazon and Gumtree. Yeah, no, and, but I mean, actually and, going into a shop or going into like because uh, oh, no, I never, I I never do that anyway. Yeah, the only thing that I really missed for that I missed for shopping is like the once, maybe twice a year that I go shopping for new clothes that isn't like I feel like okay, I can't really buy jeans <laughs> online because I need to, I just feel like I need to try them on. So you know, once or twice a year I'll go, eh, maybe need a new pair of jeans or new pair of something, and I'll go and get it. But the rest of the time, I have the same what's, two what's shops the, that I buy all my stuff the, in. What's the outward signal that it's time to buy new clothes for you? I mean, well, whenever I put on, thing? like, whenever I put on, like, a, a stone and a half after Lena was born, I was like, oh, I need, I need all new trousers. <laughs> no, there's no new, like, you know, you just look at them and go, oh, they're looking a bit worn. They're looking a bit uh, faded. Hmm. Um, when I have a, 
you know, I want to look, have to look presentable for clients and such. In a dark room. In your dark room, they never see below your waist. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. What about you, Ron? What's your... Do you, is I, there never, any, I never like, went shopping. I mean, I, I, I don't <laughs> do like it. Do I don't, I don't do it. suddenly appear in your drawer that Susie buys and you don't know I about sometimes it. buy stuff online. I don't... Uh-huh. I, I mean, there's one shop in Belfast that sells to fat men. <laughs> well, there's, there's more than one, but there's one shop that I like, you know. Yeah. And generally, I wear the same things all the time anyway. So I'm not... Yeah. I couldn't give a shit about clothes. We're, not, we're like. not fashion... We're not, like, clothes Speak horses. for yourself. Well, I mean, I wasn't. I was speaking No, but I'm, I am, I I am like, Ron, you. like, if I, if I find a pair of jeans or a shirt or a, a T-shirt or whatever that I really like... Uh, I will generally buy it in multiples. Um, I've bought trousers before and <laughs> kept them, can, can kept them in their bag and just put them to the back of the wardrobe and went right when these ones are too faded to wear anymore, I'll break out the I'll break out the next ones. Should I buy them? Like I'll buy. The, can I have, tell me to you as these trousers? Yes, sir. Do you have these in a size bigger and a size smaller? Uh, yes. Which, which do you want? No, I, I just, I want to cover all the sizes I might gain or lose. I don't know. By the time I come to wear these other pair, I could have put on a pound. I could have lost a pound. I don't know. Well, the thing is, uh, up until, literally up until Lena was born, so up until 10 months ago or whatever, I have been the same size in clothes and shoes since I was probably 18. No. Yeah. I have t-shirts I have t-shirts upstairs that I have from when I was 16 that I could still that I could still wear now it's only literally in the last 10 months that I have put on weight to the point where I can't wear oh, my old stuff anymore and had to buy yeah shake off. yeah and had to buy um all, I had to buy a whole literally a whole new wardrobe because nothing yeah. fit anymore but since the quarantine has started I've lost over half a stone Really? Wow, yeah. my weight has not changed at all. So what, what, what do you yeah. think's different? What's happening? Are you eating less? Are you eating more? Are you eating less? Exercising? No. Uh, doing well, I'm doing... I, yeah, like... One hour of exercise? <laughs> I'm doing... Uh, either We either do Joe Wicks with Ralphie in the morning mm-hmm. from 9 o'clock live on YouTube, which is, which is good fun. Who mm-hmm. is Joe Wicks? Joe Wicks Joe is Wicks a young is- person's YouTube presenter. He's, yeah, he's like, well, he's not YouTube. He, he wrote, he did books and that kind of stuff. I think on, we had I think, uh, diet and weight loss. Yeah, uh, we, he, have, he, we, uh, had jo- well, we have a Joe. We have a Joe Wicks book upstairs. <laughs> um, so he, yeah, he does that, and like they're little, they're they're very easy exercises. They're, uh, he only does it for twenty minutes. You do you exercise for thirty seconds, and then you take a thirty second break. Um, and you know the, the the Ralphie seems to really enjoy it, and we either do that or depend on what mood he's in. There's a um, a Cosmic Kids Yoga channel on YouTube where she does yoga poses, but fits them into a story about something the kids will know. So there's a Star Wars one he likes. There's a Minecraft one that he likes. Uh, there's a Frozen one that he likes, and all the poses are then kind of tied into the story that she's telling, and they last for about 25 minutes, half an hour. Mm-hmm. So we do those, one of those every morning. And I had actually planned to buy one of the the Nintendo Switch, what do they call them? The Ring? The Ring Fits? Yeah, Ring Fit. Yeah. But they're fucking sold out everywhere. You can't <laughs> buy a Nintendo Switch for love nor money, and the Ring Fits are going for like 150 quid on eBay. Wow. Like, everybody is trying to keep... 
or well, at least they have the illusion of wanting to try and keep fit and healthy during the lockdown. Yeah, they there's a lot walk. of people sitting on eBay going, look, I've told you I'm going to start exercising when I win <laughs> one of these auctions. As soon as I win it, I'm going to start exercising. And then they accidentally win. It's like, oh, shit. Maybe people are maybe people time. are just thinking, you know, whenever whenever the the lockdown ends, there's going to be a lot of men and women out there who didn't want to didn't want the world to end having not, I don't know, done something crazy and you're going to look your best to be on the <laughs> to be on are the receiving end. Be a massive a post uh, post lockdown orgy and everyone's going to be want to be in good shape for it. Is that what you're saying? Well, that's the thing. Then there's going to there's going to be a, a baby boom and uh, around Christmas time. Up, yeah, and that's just because the prime minister's out of <laughs> <The> hospital. <laughs> you think everyone's just going to get out and go right. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's. Get, Look, I'd be let's lying if I said that my, my level of activity was in any way different from before. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, the only thing is I, I don't have the walking from my car to like clients offices and all but my, my Apple Watch thinks I died three weeks ago it's just stopped it's just stopped telling it's like for god's sake not again Apple Watch stop phoning the nine 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 when the pulse stops just stop it god's sake um Yes, yeah, so as your apple. I mean, have you tried any exercise, Ron? Have you tried anything healthy? No. Anything? No. No. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not going to bullshit you. I, mean, I haven't done no. any exercise. No. Neither I've, have I've, I. I mean, don't get me wrong. The furthest I've walked is around to the shop, and that was to get more sweets. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did a, a shop in Tesco's. It was depressing. Oh, um, grim. Um, just massive queues. Then you have to queue in the aisle, and then I, I foolishly I'd gone with Annette because I kind of said, you know, I've seen couples down there, so I know there's some talk of um, some of the shops are basically only letting one person from a family in, and I'm I'm yeah. kind of going, well, let's both of us go. I mean, if we're together, it'll be fine. Um, and so we went down because the last time I'd been down to Tesco's, I did see lots and lots of people, families and couples and things. So I thought, well, there's, you know, there's clearly not a problem there. Um, so I went down with Annette and the biggest problem was that the, so you have to queue to get in. So that's a big long queue. And then once you're in there, you, the aisles are set up so that you have to queue to get through the aisles and there, you have to go in them in a zigzag pattern. So you go in the aisles in a specific order and, um, you have to stay three foot apart from other people or not three, six foot apart from other people as you're going in and out of the aisles as well. So I said to Nell, I'll just go and get some mushrooms here while you go down there, not thinking. And she went down the aisle and I got stuck on the other side of the aisle. It was like, going I don't know what I'm supposed to be lost like a child going hey mommy I don't know uh, where I'm going I guess, I guess this is just where I live now <laughs> yeah this is I'll just stay here uh, but you kind of I mean it's very hard to keep keep that precise distance away from everyone though I'm finding are you finding that have you been out much Scott? I mean I no I I really haven't we've only had to do one kind of Tesco shop and oh, I have the milk delivery uh, haven't you of course well, we, we yeah we've had a delivery. We've uh, we managed to get a Tesco delivery a couple of days ago, right. and we've been. Um, but but I mean, we had to book that two weeks ago mm. to get it, and I've had to go into Tesco's Express once. I ha- I happened to be nipping into work for something. I thought, oh, there's get a couple of bits and pieces just while I'm out. Uh, so yeah, a little bit of queuing, and uh, the girl looked at me quite sternly whenever I tried to stand too close to the till when I was putting my basket in. She was like, "Step back, please, sir." Step back from the till. And I was like, "All right, well, I was going to pack my bag," and she's like, "I'll pack it." 
I was like, all right, <laughs> fine. I haven't had to go to any shops um, apart from across the road, and we've had deliveries from Tesco, so we've got a, another delivery coming this week. You've got the I'm going to try and get some fuel tomorrow. From Tesco's? You well, we've had swine. one so far, and then we're getting another one this week. Okay. Are they, are you sp- I'm going to try and get mm-hmm. going to try and get some fuel tomorrow. That's my plan for tomorrow. Fuel? Ah, back on the fuel. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I hear there's a pile of dust behind the Tesco, so you can maybe just use that. <laughs> Liquidize it. Add some liquid to it. I'm gonna I'm gonna make you I'm gonna make you try it. It's nice. Is it is it pasteurized or cooked in any way? It's just powder. I don't know. I mean, do they just like liquidize some stuff and send it to you? Because you could be no, drinking raw COVID nineteen. For all you, you know, you add the liquid yourself. Yeah, it's a powder. Well, that's even worse. How do they make the? Pot? Why is that worse? I don't know. Do you add hot liquid? No, you add cold liquid. Either milk or water, or like oat milk or whatever you want. That sounds gross, but maybe it's delicious. I mean, I'm definitely putting on weight. It's not. Uh, I've not lost any weight. I've put on weight. I'm eating chocolates and sweets. It's Easter, so the kids have got loads of chocolates. I have given my today. I have definitely eaten something that is making my tummy sore because I can feel it right now, and it's going to be a bad night for me for stomach pain. That'll mm. be fun. <sighs> Grim. Anyway. Well, I mean, um, did you see that article about a smart nobody toilet? Nobody cares about my sore stomach. I don't know what you, I don't know what I, I said, hmm? I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> well, more than a hmm. <laughs> do, you want me to, do you want me to rub it better for you? Well, it would be nice, but you can't. No, I don't want you to rub no, it I better. No, I can't. I just, I just nor want you would, to nor some would more I. sympathy than, hmm. I mean, I, to be honest, I haven't shat right in like two weeks. Really? So, <laughs> well, both, both of you sound like you could benefit from the smart toilet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought about I thought about getting a bidet attachment whenever there was just run on a to- run on toilet roll. <laughs> I do. Uh, I thought still, I would just you know just forget about the toilet, toilet roll altogether. Forget about the, the, the toilet roll altogether. Just cut out the middleman and get a get a get a jet washer. <laughs> a jet washer. I, I mean, there's whole there's just whole hard. cultures in the world that don't use any toilet roll at all. You know. I know. And they yeah, don't I have. Mean, they, my they only, have my only concern is what 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 do you, what do, you do to dry. What do you mean? What, do you what, do you, what is the drying they situation? They wash their hands after they after they sort of you know use water to clean their asses, and they just wash their hands. No, he's talking yeah, about no, drying. No, what is their the dry? No, I mean, what is the ass drying situation? Oh, well, I, you want I to just, wash yourself? You just, just dry like yourself off like the, the towel. I like the air so dry. Just, so just I think the best thing is air drying. Just no, just uh, walk no around. way. Just spread you your cheeks and uh, <laughs> just yeah. waft some air. Just up PJ in his just PJ in his bedroom twerking. Well, I, I don't know if either of you read, read the article. His ass cheeks slapped together. I don't know if either of you read the article about the smart toilet that I was uh, looking at, but it can identify you on the to- who is using the toilet by the anal print of the user. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Apparently, it's as unique as a fingerprint, and <laughs> the, the anus has thirty-five or thirty-seven creases. And um, basically, there's a small camera. Now, the minute they're using a GoPro, I would definitely spot a GoPro in the toilet. Sure, but the minute, I mean, the thing, the thing is, Ron, which, like, the iPhone facial recognition is some of the most sophisticated in the world, and it doesn't always recognize me. I mean, I sometimes have to kind of swipe up and type in my past PIN number. I mean, but hold that, on! But hold that, on! What would, like, if the, the worst thing, the worst thing that can happen if your iPhone doesn't recognize you mm-hmm. is that it doesn't open. Mm-hmm. 
or unlock. Well, What's the worst thing that can happen if your toilet doesn't recognize you? Well, this is, a, so what this is a keeping a medical record, basically, of, of your uh, bowel movements. And in the bowels of the toilet, it analyzes your uh, your stools for various you know, toxins and stuff. And, you know, keeps, it, keeps it a track of how healthy you are. Does it well, do, you get an, do you get an alert on your phone saying you had too much sweet corn yesterday? Cut it back. I would imagine so, yeah. I mean, at the minute, this thing's only in the <laughs> prototype stages. But, if only um, Ron, I mean, if only Ron, you had the foresight to install one of these devices in your garage, you could have identified that burglar. Like, <laughs> from, <laughs> from the well, at the minute, apparently the they've only down, when, when they're in when they're in there putting ink on his fingerprints, and they they get the last pinky, and they they roll it in there, and they go right, okay, take him away. Ron comes up and goes, no, no, there's what. There's one more print we need. <laughs> print that in us. So, <laughs> that looks like quite a large area for a thumb. Oh, that's that's not for a thumbprint. <laughs> Just <laughs> well, apparently they've they've only been testing this with male users so far, but because of the because of the um, the camera angles, it pretty much films female genitalia as well. So uh, well, I can't see yes. I can't see this taking off. No, I, I mean. I, I did suggest it to Susie. I said, would you a use a smart toilet? And a she sophisticated, was... highly scientific way to detect cancers in men, but not women. No thanks. Yeah. yeah I, Tough I, luck, ladies. I suggested it to Susie, and she just looked at me like, you know how I felt about having a camera inside the house? <laughs> <laughs> I think yes, one but... in the toilet bowl is probably pushing it. Yeah, I mean, but I, I, it's, I, this is one of those things where somebody has gone, I've got a brilliant idea, lads, for where we could put a camera. And the camera salespeople have gone, that is a brilliant idea because everyone has a toilet. Who's going to object? It's an add-on to an existing toilet. Okay, so the technology could cost anywhere from $300 to $600. Does the existing feels like... toilet just use touch technology right now? <laughs> 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 but like... <laughs> You can't. <laughs> there are people, yeah. Like, so if 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 it's not going to work for women, you're paying three hundred quid to put a camera in your oh, camera in your toilet. It'll work for women. It's just that they've only been testing it with men so far because they couldn't find any women who wanted to do, to be involved. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, I can't imagine there's a big queue of research volunteers for that one. No, I. Uh... To be honest, I can't Considering imagine there's a massive queue entire, of people who want to see that video. It would be an entire subcategory on Pornhub. I mean, the, like the first thing is, right, so most AI systems use, um, the te- one of the techniques they use is to take known information, process it, and then use that information they know about a thing. That, so, so for facial recognition, for example, they take thousands of pictures of people's faces and they pick out those things and then, and then they run them against known features and go, yes, that is an eyebrow. That is. So somewhere there's a bloke sitting in an office looking at 100,000 pictures of arseholes. Like, where do you collect those from? Where do you get that? Well, that's the thing. Facial recognition and uh, autonomous car driving and stuff like that has all been powered for a long time by... Captures hmm. on uh, uh, for logging into somewhere to prove that you're not a robot. Yes. Uh, show me, you know, sh- click on the the street signs or click on the the pelican crossings and all that kind of stuff. I mean, the, the only way for this technology to advance is to crowdsource, <laughs> and you're going to be given the option of 
please click on the buttholes. <laughs> and you're going to get a nine, you're going to get a three please by three get, grid, uh, nine, nine squares containing three buttholes, three tied balloon knots. <laughs> and... And a cat butt. I don't know. Th- I don't know. Butt. Three cats assholes. I, I don't know. A couple of belly buttons. I'd say a couple of yeah, belly, belly buttons. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, some puckered. Lips. Three belly buttons. Three balloons and three assholes. <laughs> that's what we should. That's what we should call this show. That's the. <laughs> I'm just looking at the. Uh, that's the, the, the diagram of the show. Thing. I'm not even sure that the Ennis camera is really necessary. I mean, it, it, it has. It has oh, six so much sensors about this on it. Not necessary. So there's a pressure sensor, a motion sensor, a urinalysis strip, a stool camera a, a Euroflow camera I'm not sure that's got, it's got to be something to do with urine and then the anus camera and I'm, I'm kind of thinking well if the anus camera is only being used for identification could you not just have a button on the toilet Does, I mean I, I'm no expert right obviously in this field but I feel like like that has to be angled at a certain specific angle to capture what it needs to capture and there's a danger of, of well I suppose overspill or or other. I'd like, say if you things... a wide enough lens on that thing, it would be, it would pick up most of what's happening down there. Without any, without needing. But why do they need? Yeah, why do they need the camera? But the camera is there for automatic identification, the... so that you don't have to tell it. Who that's you the are. only reason. Yeah, you that's don't need it. the fuck. You don't need the fucking camera. I wanna, People I are being perverts. I want to rewind a bit though, because before you someone go decided. <laughs> Well, no. I, I, before someone decided to use a camera for identification, someone wrote a research paper saying people can be identified by the number of creases in their in their sphincter muscle. Mm-hmm. I presume. I mean, yes. someone must have had that idea before this idea. That must be the order of it, right? Well, what I'm wondering is, did they did they not have the NS camera in there first, and then after? After trying the other system, they're like, if only there was some way to tell them apart. And then some sharp-eyed <laughs> researcher <laughs> was like, I've noticed that every anus is different. I wonder if we Do put you know a camera the, down the, there. The average anus has between 35 and 37 folds, and everybody just looks at it like, Dave, stop being weird. Yeah, we weren't paying you to count the folds. You're, also, also, you're creeping everybody I out, mean, Dave. I mean, I don't know how many people, I mean, how, what's the average amount of anuses people have seen? You know, I mean, two, three. I don't. I, don't I haven't know. even seen my own. Well, I mean, you say that as if that's the weirdest thing. I would, I would put it to you, Scott, that, that your own is the least, the last one you're ever likely to see. No, nah, that's not true. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Depends. <laughs> depends. Depends how you die. <laughs> depends how you die. Give me a scenario. Sat on. By who? Yourself. I don't know. Somebody that isn't me. Hi, but that, no, I'm saying. If I'm sat on by somebody that isn't me, my anus is not the last one that I see. No, I'm saying. I'm not saying it is literally the last one you'll see. I'm saying it's most likely to be the last. Like if you're going to see any, you the like statistically, just physically, no. you're more likely to see someone all else I need, than your all, own. No, all all I need, all I need to see my own is a cleverly angled mirror and a bit of Dutch courage. <laughs> If I need, if I want to get somebody else tempted? to show me theirs, I either tempted? need to write a research. I either need to write a research paper on the number of folds in an anus. Well, I mean, or ask someone very politely and hope that they're into the same stuff as me. <laughs> why you're not a scientist? <laughs> I 
don't know. I mean, I feel like I, I feel like you know, inevitably see. Anyway, this seems like a, a wrong. <laughs> this whole thing seems wrong. It's a terrible idea. It's never going to work. It's never going to take never off. Never going to take off. Although you know, I did. I um, when I went to Jonathan Ross's house, he had one of those Japanese toilets, and he said they work automatically, so don't bother lifting up the toilet seat. And I, I went to reach up for the toilet seat and moved it, which apparently you're not supposed to do because they can break them. So. Well, he told you not to. I know he did, did I know, anyway. and I still did it why, anyway. why, would, yeah, why would you touch something? Somebody specifically told you not to touch it? You've met me, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I, I am the don't press the red button guy. He's pressing the red button now. Um, I mean, I, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure you'd get to the end of that sign. Which one? Don't press the, the don't red. press the red button sign. <laughs> I'm not even sure you'd get to the end of I it. I don't know if I'd even look at the sign if there's a big red. Button. I'm bored. This si- this sign wasn't written by me. <laughs> so I've been I've been thinking about uh, what things are going to be like once we eventually get back to normal, and mm-hmm. I did some research. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? On what? So, when, if and when, in this future where people are going to have butthole identification cards, is that, is that what's going to Yeah, butthole cameras. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please just go I on, mean, what, if, that, what if that's just... What if that's just the new passport? <laughs> it's going to make it really hard with to co- see with cosmetic, with cosmetic surgery and all that kind of stuff, maybe the only surefire way to identify someone is buttholes. Well, yeah, it's something you keep to yourself. So, yeah, you bend over, spread, yeah. and they're like, that's you on the Eddie. Yeah. Um, oh, Lordy. <clears throat> yeah, like... With like, like a barcode scanner. Beep. Aprint. I was thinking about cinemas and, and all that kind of stuff and obviously like sport i don't really go to sport and stuff but ice hockey maybe every now and again mm. but like big sporting events and because the ufc have just bought a private island yeah i saw um, I heard that that which uh, they are currently doing up they've had to postpone two events but they're currently doing up the island um and they are going to hold fights there every week um until the quarantine um is lifted and they're going to fly the fighters out on a private jet keep everybody separate and then Corona let them test, touch each other. All that kind of stuff. And then let them fight. I mean, WrestleMania still went ahead. Like, it, it's, Did it? you know. Ugh, you yeah. I mean, crazy. I mean, if you're. Uh, you're not with you're, not, I mean, all behind closed doors, no audience or anything like that, yeah. which was super weird. But, like, you know, the whole point of WrestleMania is, right, it's a fixed fight, but it's fun to watch, right? If there's no one to yeah. watch it, what's the point in fixing the fight? Yeah. yeah. It does show you how much of stuff is is enjoyable because you're swept up in the emotion of the crowd and not because the thing itself is that enjoyable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the, the best... I've been to see the UFC once. <clears throat> um, I paid mid-level for tickets. Hmm. Not the cheapest, but definitely not the most expensive. Got, like, decent seats. The best seat in the house is your living room because you can see everything, unless you're ringside. The best seat in the house is the living room. That's true for us. I'd still events. go back. Yeah, that's, you know. that's, yeah but I'd still go back. I think everyone should um, wear one of those cone of shames and have like a a seal on top of it as well, so they can see out, or like a like an underwater <laughs> helmet. That would that like would, a periscope. Like we're not, yeah, or you know, like the the deep sea diver ones, big rounded ones. Just and then you right. you'd be fine then. 
I, I suppose what I've been pondering is that, you know, this this whole event has brought home how disease has spread. I mean, this isn't new information. This is stuff we've all known for years. But because this disease is particularly dangerous and particularly infectious, you're being told to do all the same stuff you would do if you were trying to avoid catching diseases off people anyway. Hmm. And are we going to live our lives as if we all have diseases after this? I am. I mean, on, well, like, uh, I think there's been a, the, an interesting sea change of attitude about people wearing things like burkas. You know, it's it's it feels like um, <laughs> they've got the right a idea. Face mask. Hmm? Yeah. Like they've got the right idea. Well, the, yeah, there are yeah. parts of there are parts of the world where if you walk down the street wearing a <clears throat> surgical mask, nobody is going to bat an eyelid <clears throat> because that's just part of what they unless, what, unless yeah. everyday you're black life. In America, apparently, in which case you will still get stopped and asked what you're up to. Well, yeah, obviously, but you know, uh, Doctor Fauci, the the yeah. White House. Um, spokesperson has said that he is very fairly confident that handshakes are done. Hmm. Well, I'm, the, I'm the, happy the, with the, that. The, I've the never liked shaking hands. No, I've never liked shaking hands because, like, if you shake hands with someone and their handshake shit, it's really hard to I, to shake I, that. You know, I have to be honest with you. I I'm a bit annoyed about losing shaking hands because I finally got good at it. And I I remember the first time I shook someone's hand when I was maybe nineteen at a comic convention, and in in England they were all everyone shook hands, and I'd never shaken anyone's hand, and it was like oh this feels this feels like a weird thing that I see adults do, but I don't know what this is, and um, coupled with my crippling autism, that was a difficult moment for me. <laughs> I don't really have crippling autism, but um, no, it 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 just it I I and I like shaking hands now. I quite like. I mean, it took me a long time to get used to it, but now I've got I've got like three different handshakes down pat. Quite good at them. I'm you good pat at pat them the down as well. What? Like, <laughs> you know, I can shake hands. A fir- the firm double hander shake. It's nice to meet you. You know, it's really genuinely nice to meet you. The kind of. Uh, Oh, it's good to meet you. Very quick, get rid of that person. Uh, the clasp on the shoulder. Ah, oh, mate, it's great. You know, that kind no, of the, the handshake into a hug. Good at all those. All that Sorry shit's done now. That's not oh, happening anymore. Done. Yeah, no, it's so all we're gonna have, We're all going to have to move on to like you know Eastern types of greetings. A lot of nodding but, but, but and bowing. But the thing is, the, the, I'm fine the with that. Um, elbow tap didn't last long, and the foot no, tap didn't seem to last long. Everyone realised they were so cringy because oh, it's just fucking stupid. <laughs> You know, the, the, those were joke gestures because people kind of wanted the notion that, you know, f- well, physical contact must be important because we've been doing it for mm. years. Turns out whenever you don't do it, no one really misses it. And, mm. you know, the no. the people in East Asia have realized this for many, many years and they just bow. And it seems mm. quite respectful. But, you know, and, you know, they don't get too friendly with each other. And I'm into that as well. So you do, I mean, you genuinely wonder, like, the apparently part of the reason. So, the, I mean, the handshake thing, we, we covered this in the pub quiz, but apparently it's in the men- it's mentioned in the contagion as well. Handshakes were a way to show you didn't have a weapon in your hand. That's that's the notional idea of. I mean, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But but you realise they're a cultural thing, and that um, the kind of European double kiss thing st- stopped in the UK around the time of the Black Death because it did seem to have an impact. I, I, I remember uh, not in the film, not in the film and TV industry. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely actors. The, yeah. double, the the European double kiss is still very much a thing. Is it? Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I fucking hate it. You, I don't have. I mean, you kind of wonder how much of uh, things like um, 
the the stuff that you kind of take to be a cultural thing, like um, you know face coverings and stuff, you kind of wonder how much of that stemmed out of uh, the Black Death and stuff like that. Like there's a there's a really great quote. I can't remember where where I saw it, but it was a really great quote about. Um, the uh, well, it wasn't the UK at that point. It was it was whatever England was uh, before the Vikings invaded, and it talks about the Vikings and why they're a terrible people because because they're so cleanly and they bathe all the time and they're ba- and they smell so fresh. The women are likely to run off with them. And it's, like, <laughs> it's just culturally so much cleaner than we are, and it's the the stuff which we just take for granted, which is we use toilet paper to, to wipe our backsides with, and we we sit on a, ch- a toilet seat because that's the way it is. In Middle Eastern cultures, they do things differently, and you and you've kind of grown up with the assumption that that's that's a bit and you kind of think, well, maybe that you know what, maybe that's that that's cleaner. I mean, those cultures are frequently cleaner than our culture, you know, and you kind of think, yeah, like even the the um, what do you call it the the, the face cover and stuff. Maybe it didn't origin the origins of that didn't come out of. Uh, what we all assume, which is kind of blatant, terrible sexism, but came out of something like the Black Death or something like that. You know, it came out of a cultural, a different kind of cultural stream. And it's, I mean, it's just like a holdover from that stuff. But, you know, because I can see us all going to face, like face coverings have been normal in Asia, uh, in China and places like that for quite some time because of the air. Uh, well, yeah, but, but an, an awful know. lot of virus is is created by you know living close to animals, and mm. and animals were domesticated in those parts of the world long before they were here. You yeah. know, so th- there could be something to that. You know, where maybe they realized, if not consciously, subconsciously, if you cover your face, you don't get sick. Yeah, you know? yeah. So well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, all of our notions of of medicine, medical stuff, comes from sort of European derived uh, derived uh, historical things, and so you know, the idea of germs being this dirty thing in the air. My understanding of it is almost entirely on the basis of Western culture, and and it was at some point in Western culture somebody went, oh, germs are they float in the air, so if we wash our hands, they'll be gone. But like you know, Middle Eastern countries have been washing their hands quite. You know, religiously for quite some time, and you kind of think, oh, maybe, maybe they and they historically, Islam has had um, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the early medicines and early kind of um, medical procedures came out of Islamic culture before it came to Western cultures. You know, it's just our Western bias. We we kind of look at it, and go, well, we're the best, and they're all savages or something. But you kind of look at it and you go, maybe, maybe, maybe we're just shit. <laughs> maybe, maybe all these things we've derided have been things they've been doing for a long, long time, and it's become a cultural norm. But it, it had a really strong basis in something else. And a lot you know? of those cultures that 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 like us, we get the whole left hand, right hand thing, where they use their left hand to wipe their ass, and they use their right hand to shake hands. And never the twain shall meet. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's uh, just, it's Pablo, just assumed. Can, can I just ask, um, could uh, could you just cut the part where PJ said, we're the best and they're all savages? <laughs> I'd just like to, I'd just like to, I'd, for no for no reason, I'd just like to have that. I never said just, that. You're saying to say that to whatever you, that's not cut because it wasn't there in the first place. No, I don't, no, like I don't I mean cut, I mean cut, cut I, no, I mean, I mean cut out and give to me and probably possibly put into the little sample deck that we have once we get back into the studio <laughs> together, just so we can have it as a little button hit. I never said, did I say that? Is that a thing? I was saying it in sarcasm. Pablo, I just yeah, want you yeah, to cut out, it, cut out all that terrible matter. racism of Scots. Just cut out all that stuff he was saying <laughs> Stop there. Stop talking to Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So I, uh, what started all this, I was thinking about this today and 1975, Jaws came out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there was a noticeable decline, a, a, a recorded decline in the numbers of people who swam. Yeah. Yeah. At beaches. Yeah. Uh, for the for around the year, but there still is quite a stigma to, attached to great white sharks, sharks, which is attributed to Jaws. Yeah, which is in, weird because really it's the music that's scary, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and like properly, what should be happening is people should be afraid to go to see orchestras. Should be they should be afraid, afraid of the cello. Yeah, yeah, people should if they yeah. see a cello coming, they should start getting really genuinely worried. <laughs> Oh, shit, <laughs> there's a cello. <laughs> I'm off. So the, the the numbers that I was able to find for September the 11th. You guys have like done proper research. This is crazy. I did. I did some proper. I did some proper research on this. So September the 11th, um, the month before August, there was about 65 million bums in seats for flights in America. Every one unique. <laughs> Uh, every every yep, yeah. <laughs> print them every the way one in. a unique snowflake. <laughs> you could put a snowflake in the nine by nine grid. <laughs> um, after September the eleventh, it took three years to hit that number again, mm. and it took four years to hit the pre nine eleven record number. Which it eventually did, but it took four years. Yeah. And in that time, there were mass layoffs throughout the aviation industry. Stewards, stewardesses, you know, ground crews, the the um, all those sorts of, of jobs. And I was just thinking today, like, how long... When do you think you're going to see a stadium full of people again? But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, Scott. Like, 9-11 specifically, the, the changes that happened in the West were minor. I mean, they were all the inconveniences and things that, you know, we don't go now to the, like the cultural norm now is not to bring about a large bottle of water through the, uh, through the security thing. It's like, oh, my life is so radically it's not, it's, different. But it's, no, it's, it's not about that. It's about the cultural psyche. Yeah, People no, no, I know that. But what, what I'm saying to you, though, is that there are other countries that were so bad, you know, when, when America decided to go to war in Iraq, suddenly people's lives were completely overturned. Those people's lives are never and haven't been normal since, you know, that we, we have got like a my super minor little like a cold and like a minor sniffle compared to what's happening in those places on the other hand this this you know the the what do you call it the lockdown all that stuff is effect seems to have affected everyone equally so yeah i mean it it, it is going to be interesting what what becomes the norm after this i don't know I, i'm interested what this does to um the psyche of ch- children yeah, because yeah. if you saw I if mean, you saw Jaws as a child, that probably had a bigger impact on you as if, than if you saw it as an adult. Yeah, uh, I reckon yeah. kids what do they call are going it? to in, uh, completely internalize this as just part of how they you know interact with society. Well, they they call it's called uh, inher- inherited trauma. Hmm. Yeah, um, which is which happened uh, during the Blitz and stuff as well. Yeah, with the children who were um, who kind of grew up through that. But it's, it's weird, like... There's no two ways about it. There's definitely... There's a generation that's going to be really... They're going to suffer badly from this. I'm like, my kids, because Nathan's 15, but, you know, if you you get 15 or 16, they're just on the cusp of, you know, meeting a girl or, you know, wanting a relationship beyond the relationship they have with their friends and beyond the relationship they have with their parents. And they want a relationship with someone else um, that is at a different level. That's, you know, that's a year of being told no you're you're staying in here and and my youngest is 
kind of very quite happy to stay in. So you wonder if he's going to struggle to go back out again, you know? And and yeah, it's weird. Like Ralphie has gone from uh, whenever we would t- whenever we would pick him up from nursery, like most days, as long as it wasn't pissing down the whole day. When he'd come back from nursery, he would be covered in mud because he'd been outside playing. Because the nursery that he went to, they kind of dealt with uh, a certain amount of independence Hmm. that was given to the kids. There wasn't a snack time. There was a snack table. And if you were hungry, you went and got something from the snack table. You weren't you kind of sat, all sat down at the same time. Lunch was served at the same time every day, but you kind, it was independent play. So if he wanted to go outside, he, he could put on his coat and go outside and play. Hmm. So him and his friends would go outside and play, and they would spend the whole day outside unless there was something you know specific being done. He would just run around and get muddy and, and do whatever he was doing. He doesn't want to go outside now. We, we, you know, we've cleared the back garden and, and done all that. He just wants to stay in and, like... These are very formative, formative years, and and we're you know it's just going to be a different word for them whenever. Yeah, like, yeah l- the little kids will have them. some sense that there's there's a danger because they see yeah. the, the they see the concern in their parents, you know. Yeah, I, don't I know. mean, I we well we've had to explain to him like we've told him that we're having to stay inside for a little bit and. Um, but it's he has, because he of the is, corona. I mean, it's still, because of the corona germs. <clears throat> he has still no sense that this is on you. I mean, this is. I mean, as far as he's concerned, this could be a thing that happens every time somebody hits three or four years old. This is what's normal, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, whereas you know, Nathan's kind of consciousness is a un, super unusual, the most uh, you know strangest event in his lifetime. What is it? The strangest event in your lifetime? Yes. In the past hundred years, yes. You know, there's no. So I, I don't know. I mean, and the thing is, it's not over, and it's not going to be over. I'm still, I'm still absolutely convinced we're not going to see anything like normal for eighteen months. And even then, I don't think we'll see normal. I think what might happen is slowly but surely we'll figure out ways to adapt that will allow us to do certain things in certain ways that we wouldn't have done before. I mean, it, and it could be silly things like concerts all becoming drive-in concerts, you know, that, that uh, or it could be people haven't been required to carry a passport to say that they've had a, a blood test for the uh, coronavirus that uh, within the, the problem last is The hours. problem is now, though, that, that, that I mean, that was the, the kind of dream <clears throat> at the minute. Like, mm. uh, uh, you know, at, the, at this point, we have small achievable dreams and mm. the, the goal was, we get a, an antibody test that says, hey, I've had this. I can go back to work. Yeah. But South Korea are reporting right, people reinfections. Yeah. <sighs> um, and they're, they're reporting not even necessarily reinfections, but that the virus has reactivated yeah. inside a person's body as opposed to them becoming right. infected by come, somebody else again. again. What a sneaky little bastard that germ is. Yeah, anyway. it's a chimera. Like it's, it's, it, we've, we've, we've not, you know, the, because it's so new. There's nothing really to base this on. So you're just kind of hoping, you know, on a long enough time scale, they can kind of figure out how to deal with it. But it's, yeah, it's all new. I mean, all these assumptions that they're making. Oh, you know, there'll be antibodies, or people will be, will be immune to it after they've had it. I mean, that's that's just assumption based on previous in previous infections, and we don't necessarily know that's yeah. going to be true. So. Yeah, mm. it's a, uh, it's it's all very, very new and very strange and scary. Have you got a pick of the week? Let's try and <laughs> pull the plane down from the nosedive. Um, I uh, I do have a pick of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a movie called Underwater. Mm-hmm. 
which is let me just pull up it's Kristen Stewart is the lead in it uh, I'll just pull up the director and stuff uh, Kristen Stewart with um, TJ Miller and uh, anybody Sex else TJ Miller yeah <laughs> Yeah, alleged. Oh, alleged sex best DJ Miller. Alleged. Um, so a crew of an oceanic research centre uh, were on deep sea drilling. Uh, try to get to safety after a mysterious earthquake devastates their their research facility at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. It's I, I was kind of expecting... It didn't get particularly great reviews, so I didn't have super high hopes, but I, I really enjoyed it. The first half hour is really, really good. Like, very tense, very well done. The effects are great. And I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I really liked Christian Stewart in it. She has had a couple of performances that I think have been very standout since leaving the Twilight series. She's I know Ron's a big fan of the Twilight. Ah, yes, I know. But anyway, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. It was uh, a very fun 90 minutes to spend with people with people who are in a quarantine people who are in a quarantine worse than ours did she get really really rich from twilight is she on the sort of i, um, I mean oh yeah i'd say so yeah yeah because yeah. i mean not for the first there's a class of actor no. now who seems to have got super rich from one kind of uh film series that they did yeah and now they're picking the quirkiest weirdest things to be in because yeah her and our pops and, the and daniel radcliffe radcliffe and, and radcliffe you know, <laughs> Uh, you know the, the, those those kids they'll be out like bandits off like basically mm. the first big thing they were ever in and uh, yeah they never have to worry about working again so they can always just take whatever yeah. projects interest them I I think that um, R. Pats and Christian Stewart are in a different league to Radcliffe and Emma Watson and and Rupert Grint oh, as well Grint, Grint, Grint did impress Grint me in Servant Grint, Grint's amazing yeah Grint, Grint, Grint did impress me in Servant I liked, that. I liked him a lot in Daniel Radcliffe picks really interesting movies you know he's, why do you keep getting his name wrong I don't know <laughs> I don't know him so I don't care you know I mean, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not expecting him to kind of contact me and be like oi Abernathy Abernathy have you got a pick of the week Ron um, yeah I've been really getting back into Friday Night Dinner the, the show oh, yeah, there's so a new series of that started wasn't it yeah it's back on again and uh, I sort of find myself working my way through the old episodes again it's it's definitely you know found its way into um, my uh, my canon of comfort watching you know just mm. shows that that you know you can stick on any episode and you just enjoy them and you don't even necessarily have to be yeah. paying an awful lot of attention kinda, to it because kind of revisit whenever things are a bit grim yeah yeah i'd say they're yeah. up there with like the likes of father ted and stuff like that where mm-hmm. you just kind of you just kind of ease into it and enjoy the the character archetypes you know i'm i'm really big fan know, of it. i i would very much doubt if i've seen every episode of father ted and i know there's probably only about eight of them or something but yeah. i would very much doubt if i've seen them all yeah there's about 15 of them um, or something, but they're all good well, like, uh, I, and Sally Phillips was in. Uh, was in. Yeah, yeah. It's nice uh, to kind of see her back on TV. Din- uh, yeah. Friday night dinner. Um, uh, kind of, sort of like half reprising a role that she does in Veep, where she plays like a um, Scandinavian. Yeah. Uh, but she's very good. She I like her looks a lot. like she's on the cusp of wetting herself laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, well, I, I mean, speaking of comfort TV, um, my pick of the week would be on the iPlayer the BBC have put on the French and Saunders show from the first series from about 1987 or 88 or something. Okay, which, 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 was that just one called French and Saunders, was it? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it's just French and Saunders. What um, series was it where they started doing all the movie parodies? Was that was that in that one or? Um, I. Th- I, I think that I came think slightly later because I remember I remember seeing that one like when it went out on TV. I remember seeing those episodes, so I think it might have been slightly later. Well, I th- I suspect that that the they they were doing the TV parties. From what I remember, they started doing the TV parties within the shows, and then as as the series went on, it became like I'm looking at the, the BBC iPlayer website now. So series one, two, um, yeah, there's there's. There's there's definitely a lot of them are, are film and TV parties. So it's from one episode, it's episode one from. Um, it doesn't say. And then and then from series four, there's a French and Saunders go to the movies, which is just the par the parodies. Well, that's the ones that um, I remember the most. You yeah. know, I, I wouldn't have been old enough to watch French and Saunders whenever like eighty seven, eighty eight. I mean, I would have been. Well, here, here I mean, here's ten years the, old. You know, the, like French and Saunders with Alison Moyet. That's the vintage. That's right. The, okay. Yeah. It's it's so eighties. It's it hurts, but um. But they, they definitely started parodying movies that I hadn't seen around sort of ninety. Whenever they started doing like the Silence of the Lambs parodies and yeah. Aliens ones, I hadn't yeah, I seen those that movies. Was a good one. Yeah, well, I think they were always doing stuff like that. They were always doing kind of those inserting themselves as characters into things that that stage shows and stuff. But it, it it's a it's a lovely. It, it's still quite funny. Um, the first series like with Raw Sex the band. I don't know if you remember Ross X, the their musical accompaniment. The Roland Riveron. Uh, yeah, Roland Riveron. Yeah, um, and I don't know. I can't remember. The, I don't know if I ever knew the other guy's name. I actually. Um, it wasn't Ed um, Edmondson, was it? No, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was another balding guy. Uh, and but anyway, it was good fun, and it's all on there. So um, it, it's definitely kind of comforty. Uh, it's episode two. So I don't. I can't remember if episode one had any any. Films episode two has uh, they try their best to star as extras in an airplane TV commercial. Apparently, so, it's Simon Brent. Kind of, Simon Brent was the name of the other one. He's dead. Is, is he? Well, <laughs> yeah. so. I he might be. Um, yeah. So the the first series seems to be a lot of the, the sort of things you would expect, like um, song and dance musical routines from stage. And then I think the second series they start kind of moving into film parody stuff. But it's all good. I liked it. Okay. Anyway. That's our show. Sure. If sure, do you want to sign off there, Scott? <laughs> sure. I mean, uh, don't yeah, forget, Pablo cut out all the terrible racist things that uh, Scott said. Just all of that okay. stuff. I, about, I'm sure all that's uh, gone. If anybody, all the stuff. If anybody, if anybody thinks that the racist stuff, stuff about, came out of my mouth, then they haven't been paying attention for the last two years. <laughs> all, all of the stuff he was saying about superior races and master race, that kind of stuff, just cut all that out, Pablo. I just said that the egg and spoon was better than the sack. <laughs> I'm not sure what beauty treatments you're into. But, okay, that's been another show. We'll catch you next time. See you. Bye. Bye. See you later.